Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Do you know Stanley Cup Finals? Both of us have a team. Two former Sharks. Two guys who played for the Sharks last year in the Cup Finals. The Sharks have a head coach. Do-do! It doesn't get better than this. Well, it would. yeah, it does. If the Sharks <laughs> were in the Finals. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean... Are you on team? You're obviously on team Pavelski because you have of the, course. the the stars in the bet. I am of, on team Goodrow because I have the Tampa Bay Lightning. But you know what? And honestly, dude, you should say forget it. You should concede the bet to me, and you should say for the good of all, you should be rooting for Pavelski. No, that it, you should concede. You should say Tampa doesn't matter. You concede the bet, and that Pavelski should win a cup. It's a good try, but <laughs> I I considered it for zero seconds. Okay. <laughs> and we talked about this a little bit. Um, I think in our last episode when we recorded uh, five weeks ago. But right, right. Um, with uh, well, dude, I mean, you know. Everybody know if you're a listener and you're in California, it really we are in time soup here. I think I I, I could see the the foothills for the like really clearly today, which is so sad that that was like you you're super excited about that. But uh, it was beautiful skies today. But it's been a bizarre times here in California. For those of you who live here and those of you who don't, you should be glad that you don't live here right now because it's not a not a cool, not great place to be. But anyways, um, yeah, dude, uh, we we haven't recorded in a while, but we're back, dude. We're Pavelski, back. are you going to feel weird if Pavelski raises a cup in a green uniform? It'll be a little weird because, you know, then... You know, he spent his whole career in San Jose. He goes to Dallas, and then he wins the cup. <laughs> it's just it's like, funny, like, like it when, like when it happens because Dallas is going to win the cup. When it happens, do you think uh, Joe Thornton the next day when Doug Wilson calls to talk about an extension is like, uh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I want to go play with Corey Perry? He says, I, um, I, I, I'm going to be looking. I'm I'm going to be taking my talents to somewhere else. You know? Yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting. I mean, I, I, I'm sort of half joking, but, you know, I'm sure Jumbo and Patty would be very excited for Pavelski to win a cup. But you've got to wonder in the back of their minds as they're probably entering their final season, you know, of professional hockey if they both choose to play, which it seems like they're going to. Why would they want to come back? Like, I mean, other than just because... The old, same old story. I want to live here and I want to, um, I'm a shark for life. Like, I mean, if you're Jumbo and you're watching this play out and he was almost a Dallas star. I mean, we, we don't know how close, but they, they, it was being looked into, right? Like 
that's gotta be kind of hard. It's gotta be kind of hard. Yeah, I think so. And I think it, it definitely gets a little iffier, but keep in mind, they both have families and kids and stuff and moving away is tough. And I mean, it's not like San Jose is bad. I mean, the, the fires notwithstanding, the weather's usually pretty no. good. The city's nice. They're going to make millions of dollars, have adulation from the fans in San Jose. I mean, it's not that bad of a deal, honestly. Of course, dude. But I mean, I'm talking about the next season is about to be a season like, you know, we think this ending was weird. Next season's going to be pretty weird, you yep. know, right? Yep. Like it's going to be pretty weird. There's going to be no fans in the stands here. I don't know. I mean, you're, you know, I know you're not a big NFL and a college football person, but it has been strange to like watch, you know, quarter capacity at, you know, these different stadiums across the United States. And, you know, it, you got to imagine that's going to carry over to the NHL and the NBA if they play the next season, not in a bubble, which I think that is a question in itself that we won't get into right now, but it doesn't make it harder for them to leave or does it make it easier? I don't know. We don't need to, to answer those questions. I'm just wondering out loud if Pavelski wins the cup, how that will impact Marlowe and Thornton's desire to stay. It's a good question. And also another, well, another decision that was finally made final today after, for reasons completely unknown to us. And I haven't seen any justification or reasoning from anywhere in the press either, but I wonder if the coaching decision has something, I don't know if they have an opinion one way or the other about Bob Bugner and whether they would be excited or maybe not exactly excited to play for him uh, next year as the Sharks head coach. But the Sharks now finally have made it taken away the interim tag, as they say, which we knew was happening because Bugner was hiring assistant coaches months ago. Uh, but he's, he's now the coach of the Sharks, dude. You have a blank, yeah. a blank look on your face. No, I know. Well, I, 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 I am incredibly puzzled by the timing uh, that it's since we've known for over a month now these rumors about one of the assistant coaches. The other assistant, John Madden, that was out of nowhere to me. Like, hey, I, I like John Madden. I mean, I, I liked John Madden a lot as a, as a player. Yeah, me too. It's exactly the type of player that I wish the Sharks had had during that time period. It's just a really tough, you know, forward to play against. And if he can coach the PK and the forwards to have that mindset that he had as a player, well, then that's great. You know, um, he has no NHL coaching experience. This staff has, you know, little to no NHL coaching experience other than Bugner himself which, you know, his track record is not outstanding, right? I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not outstanding, it's right? Mi- it's mixed, yeah. It's mixed. And I don't understand why they waited so long for this to happen. Were they waiting to see if any of these other free agent coaches out there would have interest I guess, that, dude, let me ask you this question. Do you see the Sharks as a team 
that next year is going to rebound and contend for a legitimate playoff berth like they have for almost our entire adult fandom, right? Or is this team in a transitional phase? What is it? What do you think the franchise views itself as? And what do you, what do you think it is? Well, if we go by the public statements of Doug Wilson, the franchise thinks they're going to rebound and go back to the playoffs. And if you look at the high-end talent, uh, you can definitely see that. But as something we've talked about recently, this is a team that gets pretty thin after the top five or six forwards. And if you look at the current two teams that are in the Stanley Cup Finals, they both have very effective bottom six personnel. And the Sharks cannot compete with a team like Dallas or a team like Tampa right now. And unless the Sharks suddenly find five effective NHL players to play in the bottom six, it's hard for me to think that this team is actually could go far. Can you, can you maybe get to the playoffs with high-end talent? Sure. Look at the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, they you know washed out in the play-in, but assuming the season had gone on the way it was going when COVID hit, the Oilers would have easily made the playoffs. And they've had depth problems as long, you know, they've had depth problems in the last 10 to 15 years. So, well, since they went to the cup finals themselves. But anyway, it's, it seems like a little bit like, you know, rose colored glasses here with this Sharks team, unless there's some stuff that's in the works, you know, there's, there's things that can happen. I don't really understand how this team could go through that big of a shift in this off season. But, you know, we've seen crazier things before where teams come from almost nowhere and suddenly become a very good team in the space of an off season. And if we suddenly have some high end players like Eric Carlson suddenly become, you know, some of the best players in the league, well, that will help a team quite a lot. So is my money on that outcome? Not exactly, but of course I hope it'll happen. I'm a Sharks fan. Yeah, I mean, dude, I guess if if they want to sell me as a fan, and I am a fan, as this team is going to bounce back and be a sniff away from their second Stanley Cup Finals in four years, like they were just last season. You know, and you could, we could make the case and have a really great argument with a Blues fan that if the Sharks had been healthy in that series, the Sharks would have been in the Stanley Cup Finals, and I think we could make a pretty great case for it. That now they're going to go from that to bringing back a roster with some problematic chemistry, some high-end talent on, you know, the wrong side of the hill, and they're going to bring in a head coach with a track record with many of these players as an assistant coach, which maybe that is the selling point here, the continuity, the relationships, the groundwork that has been built, right? That to me is the selling point. On the other hand, when you have several other free agent coaches out there with better resumes, it's hard to not look at that and go, why didn't they pursue one of these more accomplished head coaches who have issues of their own? Now we had a had a um, a lovers' quarrel about uh, 
Bruce Boudreaux versus Bob Bugner. Yeah. Right? And you said you would take Bob Bugner every day of the week over Bruce Boudreaux. It's so funny because you were like the biggest you were you were the worst on Boudreaux. You said he never wins I, in the playoffs. You said he's yeah. terrible. And now all yeah. of a sudden you're the you're pumping his tires. I still don't understand. I guess Dude, I am going to have a hard time defending this. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm I'm eagerly awaiting this defense. Yeah, I mean you're right. Boudreaux is uh, is a, has a track record of playoff failure, a track record of playoff failure. He's also an incredibly successful regular season coach who knows how to coach high end skill players. And I could see you know some of these slick skating defensemen doing incredibly well. Under Bruce Boudreaux, like you could see Carlson, Burns, Merkley, um, you know, Ferraro, uh, you know, these players doing well under Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, could a player like Hurdle and Couture have good seasons under Boudreaux? Could Meyer find a resurgence under Boudreaux? You know, I think that you, you're you looking for an offensive mind and that is your, your guy. Now, you're right. Boudreaux has been a massive flame out in the playoffs and has been behind some of the all time. He's for NBA fans. He is the doc rivers of NHL coaches, <laughs> you know, and doc rivers won an NBA title, but has also been behind three of the most epic playoff series losses where he's had three teams lose three games to one advantages in playoff series. That is beyond humiliating. Oops. And Boudreaux has lost some pretty, had some great regular season teams and has some miserable playoff failures. But I guess I just, I look at Bugner and I just wonder like what, you know, you, you've got Bugner, you've got another coach, you know, who these guys are, you know, uh, I was looking at the article, I think that was written by Kurz today about how the coaching staff has this real hard nosed background, right? Both, you know, Bugner and I uh, can't Rocky Thompson, right? Yep. Uh, it sounds like uh, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle character, but whatever. But, uh, you know, that they both ha- racked up penalty minutes galore in their careers. And John Madden was, uh, you know, a real tough player to play against. Are they going to bring that personality to a team that has a reputation chronically of being soft i hope so (laughs) i would love that you know because i think that was sort of the you know as i turned you know an eye to gerard gallant like that was what i hated about the vegas teams but also admired like i mean you know Mm -hmm. i just couldn't stand that like when they were so hard to play against they were so cocky they were so arrogant i couldn't stand them but also I was a little envious of like how they had that personality and the sharks just have never really had that swagger. And can Bugner and company bring that to this team that doesn't seem to have the roster makeup to deliver those goods. So I just think it's an odd marriage, dude. I think it's an odd marriage. Well, if you have a team that's got a very shaky bottom six and you need to fill it out with some, personality John Madden type of guys, well, then maybe you hire Bob Bugner and John Madden and find those guys and say, and give those guys some credibility. I mean, if you have a guy who is a skill coach, 
uh, who doesn't really care much for some of these lunch pail type players, which is a, a, a cliche, but, but still, if that's the kind of personality you want to build in the team, then you've got to bring in a coaching staff that's going to reward that kind of play and reward those kinds of players. But um, Doug Wilson has never been good at identifying those types of players, developing them, drafting them, or signing them. Like, it's been a massive challenge. Rafi Torres. Okay, Rafi Torres <laughs> on his cadaver knee yeah. was outstanding for a hot second, yeah. right? Like, yeah. that, was a, that was a fun idea, right? That was a fun idea. Until he got and, suspended for eight years or whatever happened to him. Right. And it was kind of shocking that they went that route, but Torres has some skill, right? But like he also was, you know, uh, yeah, you know, in just, that sort of Steve Ott vein, you know, where you have a, a, a player like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, of course I'm going to get Bugner a chance. Of course I'm, ex- you know, I hope that this goes great. It's just hard to get excited about it. I don't, I'm sure I don't feel the same way the Capitals fan base feels with LaViolette walking into that dressing room. I'd have been more excited about that. I get that. But, you know, I have a slightly different view on especially veteran coaches like that because I feel like it's, in some ways, it's a way for a GM to cover his own butt. You get a guy that's known. You get a guy that's the big name on the market. Peter LaViolette won a Stanley Cup with the Carolina Hurricanes in 2005. Okay? And... He has done pretty well since. He's been to the Stanley Cup Finals, but lost every time. I mean, this is not a guy that's been able to repeat that success. And frankly, the 2005 Carolina Hurricanes were definitely lightning in a bottle. No one expected them to win the Cup that year. So is Pierre LaViolette a good coach? No question. Is he the highest paid coach in the league, the coach that everyone should hire? I am less convinced of something like that. You know, he, he had a great Nashville team and they, he couldn't, he couldn't put them over the top and now he's got a, a really good capitals team. Let's see if he can do it. He had a good sure. Flyers team. Yeah. Couldn't do it I with mean, the Flyers. And you know, it clearly, uh, when they brought in John Hines, that really fixed that Nashville team. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I think that at some point you're right, dude. I mean, at some point the GMs have to look at themselves in the mirror and go, I, you know, all this tinkering I did in Nashville maybe hasn't really worked out. All of this tinkering I've done with my roster maybe hasn't really worked out. All these long-term commitments, right? And again, the Sharks and Nashville both have incredible records of regular season and postseason success. These are two of the most successful teams of the last decade in terms of being around in the postseason and being successful teams with you know with with a lot of energy behind them but um i guess i'm having a hard time seeing where the team how the team is going to take a significant step forward other than hanging our hat on um some sort of uh continuity or uh that there's relationships here And that, you know, I guess that I would feel better about that if there was a great feeling around the team and they, you know, really wanted to just kind of keep that feeling going. But I don't think there is a great feeling around the team. 
This team struggled with losing. They struggled with chemistry last year. Well, I think you have any team that ends up in the standings where the Sharks ended up. You, you're going to have those questions regardless of who the coach, the GM, or the personnel are. I just think that's that's par for the course when you have a result like the Sharks had, especially versus the expectations that they had. Sure. So, well, I mean, so, and really, I mean, you can you could put, uh, you know, Scotty Bowman behind the bench, and if the Sharks have terrible goaltending, no bottom six forward depth, and their stars don't perform, Scotty Bowman can't put them in the playoffs. Exactly. So I think at certain point. You know, those those areas need to be addressed. And, you know, we've seen some player movement in the last couple weeks during the bubble. Jake Allen, who was the, you know, much maligned St. Louis Blues backup goaltender, who they turned to uh, to try and save their playoff series. And, he, you know, you know, then in the end they went back to Bennington, but... He was traded to Montreal, and there were whispers that the Sharks were interested in Jake Allen. Dude, wh- how many stories up would you have climbed before you jumped <laughs> if the Sharks had made that trade? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, I would not have been pleased at a trade like that. It seems like... That yeah, That's a terrible idea. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Have. That's concerning to me, dude. Like, I don't know if that's true or not that they were in on it, but that is not that is not the upgrade that the Sharks need to push Martin Jones. Let's bring in a backup goalie from another good team that they don't want him anymore. So maybe we want him. Yeah. You no. know, I mean, the other rumor now is that, you know, Darcy Kemper from the Coyotes. Yep is available, yep. which that's different, right? Like now you've got, that's a different quality of goaltender, but that's going to be an expensive price, dude. I mean, that's going to be not a cheap acquire, right? No, definitely not. And and I'm just going to look at his stats here real quick. I mean, he's had some good, he's had some good years. Like three of the last four years were pretty good. So... And obviously, his last two years have been very good. Um, so, but how many games has he played in the last? He played. Two years? He played uh, twenty nine this year and fifty five the year before. So yeah, he's never been. He's never been a full time number one load goaltender. It just that one year that one year in Arizona where he had fifty five games that year and nice stats nine twenty five save percentage and so on. That's his best career year, but he's never had another year like that. So I don't know if I would be given everything away for a goaltender like that. You know how I feel about goaltenders. It's like they they tend to be good one year and not so good the next year. And I I don't want to spend a a truckload of money unless you know you have one of the best goaltenders in the game. And, And honestly... I was reading, I think it was LeBron, but somebody, someone had a list of possible buyout options and wasn't very high on the list, but someone said Martin Jones may be a buyout target because the buyout uh, window is opening here. I don't know. You think the Sharks should consider buying out Martin Jones? Oh, God. I mean, that is a, quite a long-term cap penalty. Uh, yeah, it'll be a two and between two and three million dollar cap hit for a while, a quite a while. Of just dead money. Yep. 
Oi, oi, oi. Dude, I mean, I don't. Now, I mean, I don't I admit that I don't know what, if they don't buy him out now, they could buy him out next year, right? I believe so, yeah. I mean, I think you've got to you've got to try again, right? I mean, like you you've got to try again because especially, yeah, I think you've got to try again and see if he he played better near the end of the year. You've got to see if he is able to find himself, and we know his best season was when he was being pushed by a good backup. So if they can bring in somebody to legitimately push him, then maybe we will see a better player. Yeah, I, I, that's their only option. Although I, I might be, I don't know, I might be amenable to a buyout. Although he does have four years left on his deal. No, I just I, that's that is for a team that is consistently up against the cap. That three million dollars. I mean, I, I, I would rather them go get a really good third line player and have Jones rotting on the bench. Yeah, you know, like I, I just think. I don't know. I don't know, dude. That that seems it's either so you cut Jones and you get like a good third line player. In, you're basically trading them for each other, but you're paying the same amount of money for that third line player. Just that player doesn't get it all. That's right. You know. Yeah. So I think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna buy him out. I think they're gonna. They're gonna see if Nabokov can fix him over this long period of time. And I don't know, maybe this huge long layoff won't be a bad thing for him. Like maybe he will be able to kind of get himself right. Yeah, maybe he'll go on one of those all meat diets or something, you know, and then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's put on the quarantine, uh, the quarantine 15. That's right. <laughs> Who knows? But no, it's too early to talk about Sharks rosters, dude. But, uh, but yeah, there's still so many questions regarding this team. I, I agree with you. I don't think the Sharks are going to buy out Martin Jones. I'd be very surprised if that happened. Um, I was surprised to read about that being a possibility, not a possibility, but a, an idea in that article because um, I wouldn't have normally thought of that, but I, I get it. I get it. Number one, Henrik yeah. Lundqvist, dude. Henrik Lundqvist is going to get bought up by the Rangers. How he the, should. How the mighty have fallen. Well, dude, he's had an incredible career. I hope he retires. Like, you know, he got nothing left. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, sometimes you don't get to choose when you leave the league. That's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yeah. So, so dude, it's 1-1 now in the Stanley Cup finals. You think this is going to go long? I think this might be a long series. Yeah, I think this is, this smells like seven to me. Uh, you know, uh, Dallas has taken it the distance. Uh, Tampa loves overtime. You know, uh, I, I think that this is going to be a dramatic one. I think both teams are playing at the height of their powers. And, uh, you know, here's hoping I get some free cocktails, dude. That's, that's all I'm in it for. That's, that's what we're going for, dude. And, and who knows if it goes, if it goes deep, we might actually see each other in person. We haven't seen each other in person since. All of this went down, dude. We might have to socially distant, wear masks, and uh, and so forth. But and watch the games outside in some uh, undisclosed location. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I'm ready, dude. I think I'm ready. Should, I think we should do that. Uh, yeah, 
because we got we got to keep saying during COVID times, dude. Yeah, I'm on dose six of the Russian vaccine, so I'm pretty sure I, I'm in good shape. Nice. Yeah, you look normal. the the horns Thanks. The horns have shrunk, so that's that's nice yeah. to see. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, we'll be back. Who knows when? But uh, you know, we're still soon. around. Soon. Soon. Very soon. We hope everybody out there is doing well and. Is what I assume most people are rooting for Joe Pavelski, but uh, drop us a line of questions at Dudes on Hockey if you have a have an opinion or a take on that. Maybe some, maybe we got some big Goodrow fans. I know. I yeah. think Didn't Goodrow uh, message us again on on Facebook, dude? I think he used a different name again, but uh, maybe. Yeah, he's got to be. Uh, he's got a lot of free time. I'm sure in the bubble, he's probably spending time <laughs> yeah. wondering when we're going to record. Again. I'm sure that's what he's thinking. But uh, it's, I guess it's good in some ways to see that a, a very recent Shark player and an important one in either one of them, Goodrow probably scoring one of the two or three most important goals in Shark's history, and obviously Pavelski, a longtime captain and very well-regarded Shark. One of them will be lifting the cup here very soon. Excited and upset. Exactly. That's how I feel. It's bittersweet for sure. But... Uh, Dude, we'll talk to you soon and go Sharks. All right, go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.